I created a program called Prepared Performer Profits, and it was teaching artists how to build a career using their creative talents. It was the quote unquote cure for the starving artist syndrome. And I realized that when you call someone a starving artist, they are most likely not going to pay you. So um, it was like not good. So we had 15 people in the pilot and then our full program, we raised the price a little bit and went full out and we had zero sales. So um, it, was a, it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. You're listening to the Unstoppable Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lee. So today we have Molly Mahoney joined with us, and she's been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc. Magazine as the founder of The Prepared Performer. She has found a way to combine her social media expertise, talent for scaling one-on-one relationships, and 20 years of performance experience on stages from New York to Las Vegas to help her clients skyrocket digital growth on Facebook and Messenger. Molly, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Absolutely. So Molly, if I was a friend growing up with you, what would I say about you? If you were a friend growing up with me, you would probably say things that people might say about me now, which is that I um, am loud and creative and um, I love musical theater. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I did some really embarrassing things when I was a kid. (laughs) Looking back on now, like running... Uh For class president in eighth grade, I danced to Good Golly Miss Molly dressed in a red, white, and blue uh, suit. I lost, but (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) I ended up, my senior Mm -hmm. year, I ended up becoming class president in a much different way without dancing and singing, just speaking. (laughs) Yeah, Mm, that's what I'd say. I mean, kind and like Mm -hmm. full of joy and wears kind of fun, crazy clothes. That's what I think they would say. I see. So that sort of like uh, segued you into uh, your career path, your first career path, right? Yeah, my first career path. So I was a, I mean, when I was eight years old is when I started doing musical theater at, you know, I would say full time in classes and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, college on, I was working as a professional musical theater performer. And that lasted until about 2010 when we got, my husband and I were on tour with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the musical, and we shifted everything and moved to California, had some kiddos. And then that's when I started my online business in 2013 mm. is when I started that. Yeah. Gotcha. And with that online business, do you think you landed on uh, doing that business because you found the people you loved or was it uh, out of passion or what was it? Yeah. So, you know, I, as a professional performer, I was, uh, I, I learned really amazing things in college about how to audition and how to sing and how to dance and how to speak and all of that. But I didn't learn anything about the business side. And so when I moved to New York, it was like, what? Because there was so much that I had to do to actually treat my passion as a career and really, you know, business and marketing strategies that I never even thought would have been something I would have needed. And so after building a career and using those strategies, I really became passionate about helping other performers to be able to treat their performance career and their creative talents as, you know, a business. And so that's where I started it was I was helping other performers to treat their, their, you know, use their creative talents to, to build a business. And then in 2016, when Facebook Live came out, I realized like, wait a minute, I 
you know, have all this training and how to show up on camera, how to show up on stage. What if I switch everything and rather than teaching business owners how to perform, I start teaching, I mean, switch that, scratch that, reverse it. Rather than teaching performers <laughs> how to have a business, mm-hmm. I start teaching business owners how to perform. And mm. in, in doing all of that and building my own, even when I was building my singing coaching business, my vocal coaching business, I loved all of the marketing side of things. I loved all of the, you know, nerdy, technical, ninja, magic, messenger bots, all of that. And so it was really cool to be able to focus on sharing that with others. Gotcha. So was there, when you made that transition, was there like a, like a big, like, oh crap, this is really hard. So in a moment that you had to go through. Yes. (laughs) So that is actually (laughs) what led me into the transition because I created a program called Prepared Performer Profits, and it was teaching artists how to build a career using their creative talents. It was the quote unquote cure for the starving artist syndrome. And I realized that when you call someone a starving artist, they are most likely not going to pay you. So (laughs) um, it was like not good. So we had 15 people in the pilot and then our full program, we raised the price a little bit and went full out and we had zero sales. So um, it was, it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me because for some reason, I remember at the time I was actually in Pat Flynn had a program about blogging. I don't even remember what it was called, Mm -hmm. but it was his very first course. And I was in that and I was creating videos as a part of that. And everybody would say like, oh, your videos are awesome. But I never thought about teaching people how to get on camera. Like, I think when we're so close to something, we don't realize that's actually what we should be teaching because it's just what we Mm. are good at, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, Mm. through that course launch failure, I realized it allowed me to realize, wait a minute, this thing that's actually so easy for me to do and so easy for me to teach is maybe what I should be doing. So things got way easier when I made that little teeny tiny tweak of who I was serving. And, you know, there's been moments since then clearly where I've been like, what am I actually doing? (laughs) Should I go back to waiting tables? But, um, but it's always Mm -hmm. worth it when you push through. Mm, Gotcha. So that little tweak, right. Um, Let's say, you know, have you met people who are sort of in that situation who are just one tweak away from like a successful product? Yeah, it happens all the time. And I've been talking a lot about it recently when, you know, we've gone through the changes of all the the quarantine stay home magic that we're going through as the time of recording this. So if you're watching this in the future or listening to this in the future, right, maybe we're past Mm. this. (laughs) But right Mm -hmm. now I found one of the biggest blessings out of all of this is it gives us a chance to not pivot, but really to dive in and make a subtle reset and I think this is something that we can do all the time. So if, you know, you've got to stick with it and stay committed. And when things aren't working, you know, that's not always a sign that you need to just totally give up. You need to go back and look at the foundations again. And you might find that the, the solution that you have to provide is not actually a good match for the people that you're offering it to. And just because you're committed to something like that, it doesn't mean, like I was so committed to curing the starving artist syndrome But when I did a reset, I realized that message didn't actually resonate with those people in a way that could turn into a paid product. Mm, So, yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So um, did you have, like you mentioned a Pat Flynn program. Did you have like masterminds or like mentors that sort of helped you along the way as well? 
Yes. Yeah, so many. So my first business coach was Dana Corey. And actually at the time, I, in addition to having my vocal coaching business, which was called the prepared performer as well. I was actually a top level in a direct sales company selling makeup, which, uh, okay. yeah. So I had about 200 people on my downline and, um, I learned so much by being involved with that company. But at the time I was trying to build both businesses at once. And so I hired Dana to help me like get it together. Cause I was a wreck. <laughs> Really. <laughs> um, uh -huh. And so I had her support first, which was so awesome. I was in an, a year long one on one coaching program with her. And after that, there were several different masterminds that I joined along the way. So um, Debbie Page was one, Jennifer Deep Stratton. I was in her year long sales coaching mastermind and the a, a few others. And the biggest for me has been Adam Urbanski. I don't know if you know Adam, but I've been mm. in his mm -hmm. mastermind. This is the third year, I think that I'm in his mastermind. Wow. So yeah. And okay. I, I mean, I know when I first, I remember when I first started working with Dana, this was a while ago. So at the time it was a $10,000 investment, which I did not have. I borrowed from someone and ended up repaying them. And, you know, uh, I am so glad that I did that. And now I've joined several masterminds that are, you know, 20, 30,000 and up. And I'm every time it's been such an amazing return on an investment. So it's, wow. a, yeah. Yeah. That's I amazing. also worked with Felicia Searcy. Mm -hmm. She's like a, um, a mind, more of a mindset coach. And I did a, a really awesome year long program with her too. Do you think the masterminds were more valuable to you or the mentorships? Hmm. That's actually something that I've had to rework in my own brain. Cause I think sometimes we think a one-on-one -on -one coach or one-on-one -on -one mentor is the most like, cause we get that one-on-one -on -one time, like that would be the most valuable, but the, the benefit that I've had out of being, you know, I've had Adam's support one-on-one -on -one as well, but the mastermind aspect of it, it's, it's so amazing because it's just so great to get feedback from the other members and the community that you build as well of this term that I call power partners, like people who can, not only celebrate you online and give you maybe more visibility that way by sharing your stuff or, you know, being on your shows or, you know, having on a podcast guest or something like that, but also the deeper connections that you make. So there's a few people mm. in my current mastermind mm. that are like my speed dial, you know, <laughs> if anyone mm. has speed dial anymore, but I, <laughs> you know, they're the people that I know I can reach out to in those moments mm -hmm. where, I'm like, I'm about to lose it. <laughs> so, right. Pretty invaluable. Gotcha. So Molly, can you walk me through uh, the process of how you built your first product? You said the failed launch. And is it a lot different than how you build products today? Yeah, I love it. So it's actually way different. And now since we've launched, we've launched Camera Confidence, which is our main current program that we have now. We've launched like six other programs in this new way of doing it. And so it is good. The way that I did mm -hmm. it before, mm -hmm. I uh, created a program based on what I thought people needed. And then I offered it as a pilot, you know, to like validate the offer, but it was all pre-recorded and they went through the program. And then when I launched full force from there, I raised the price. And then I basically launched that pilot program again to those people. So I thought I was like validating the offer, but I wasn't really because right. I actually built the whole okay. thing first. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we 
actually do what we call, we have a whole program on how to do this called sell it first. And so what I did was I just said, Hey, I have this solution that I think will work for this type of person. I don't have any of it created. All I have is a spreadsheet and an empty Facebook group. And so I said, if you want to try and get the solution, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's going to be $47. I can't promise it's actually going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. And you'll be a founding member. And so we then sold, we had a, a checkout page, like a sales page. And then the thank you page was actually the Facebook group. That's all it was. So when they joined the Facebook mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. yeah. So we didn't have like, I got rid of, we were using Zippy courses when I first launched. I got rid of all of that. And I had a spreadsheet with these 30 bite-sized trainings on it. And I went live every day for 30 days. And what wow. happened is okay. as I got questions and stuff, like towards the end, I would kind of move the order around a little bit. I had all these notes inside this spreadsheet. And by the end of the 30 days, loads of people had awesome results. So I was like, oh, this is actually working. So I raised the price to $97 from there and we launched the whole thing again. I went live for 30 days again. Mm-hmm. The third month I started going, we did it again. We raised it to 197 at that point. And I think... Um, that time, like halfway through that month, I was like, why am I still doing this live? I don't know what I'm thinking. So I actually just took the replays inside that Facebook group and I reorganized them in a way that anybody, this is before units existed. So I organized it inside a photo album actually. And then people could go through at any point. So we opened it up. So it was more evergreen. And by the end of the three months, we had done $50,000 in sales. Wow. Amazing. That's pretty cool. Wow. And yeah. yeah, so we just kept adding more value to that program. And now it's not a course. It's really a coaching program. We have one or two calls a, a week with, I have two coaches that work with us in there, Kelly and Sarah, who are amazing. And um, we have over 700 members now. It's about the price to join it right now is about $2,000. So it's worth way more than that. It's, I mean, it's just been a complete game changer for so many people. And it all started with an empty group and a spreadsheet. <laughs> Which is crazy. Wow. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah. So Molly, uh, it seems like you move pretty quickly. If if I was a competitor, should I be scared of you? Like, how do you view your competition? Uh, so I am really committed to collaboration over competition. So I can shout out, like, I can think of at least three, I can four people that I can think of, top five people that I can think of top of my mind who offer similar services you know, helping people to do video, helping people to do live streaming and all four of those people that I, five people I can think of off the top of my head, I've created content with them. I have been an affiliate of their stuff. They've been an affiliate of our stuff. So there's only really been one incident where I had someone get super weird with me about like, Mm. you know, being Mm -hmm. connected to her online and she was actually pretty mean. And when that (laughs) happened, Uh I was like, I'm going to commit myself to being the opposite of this because Mm. (laughs) it's not good. So, you know, like Owen video, one of my best friends, we, you know, he's like my brother, Stephanie Lou. I love her so, so much. Luria, I would shout her praises from the rooftops. And like Luria is a perfect example because she teaches really similar stuff to what we're teaching, but she does it from, you know, her live stream stuff that she does is way, I use the term fancier. So, 
you know, she has really advanced things that are very technical on how to make very professional, technical looking videos, which I love and I never want to teach. So, <laughs> you know, we're kind of with Luria right. and, and now she used to have a program on bots. She doesn't want to do bots anymore. So I love the techie stuff with the bots. So she sends us clients for bots and now we're adding her stuff into our program to send people to her if they want to do really fancy videos. So when you can find uh, those ways you can fit mm -hmm. together, it's like awesome. That's awesome. So you sort of see it like a family. Oh yeah. And support group and, you know, like Mackenzie Lieberman in the bot space. I just know that she's somebody that I, I can have when I have questions or like things that are crazy. I know I can go to her and same thing. Then I had a, a client come on with a pretty, a huge client actually. And I knew I couldn't take all of the workload. So I brought her in as a consultant and they paid her. So, um, and we're both doing bots, you know, but if you really know who you are, and you really know your specific superpowers, that fear of competition kind of goes away. Mm, very well put. Yeah. Mm. So Molly, uh, I'm kind of curious, like uh, what's the conversation like between you and your family? Because, or with your friends even, while you were growing up, because uh, you chose career paths that are really unconventional. Yeah, so uh, with my family, my dad and mom had a business growing up. My dad actually purchased the business that he owns now when he was 17, I think 17 or 18. And um, he never went to college. He owns a municipal tree trimming company, which is very crazy. And they do, I mean, it's, it's been such, it's such an inspiration for my parents as entrepreneurs. So they always, they were like super supportive, but I think up until recently, they may have been secretly like, what is she actually doing? <laughs> you know, like they've always been very supportive, but I think there's always mm -hmm. been a little bit of like, wait a minute. And then last year, once I started getting featured in like Forbes and Inc. and those types of places, that's when all of a sudden people realized I had like an actual valid business. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we had mm -hmm. our first seven figure year last year, which was mm -hmm. also, you know, pretty dang awesome. So my parents have always that's been really awesome. supportive. Um, my son, who is now eight, told his teacher that I own Facebook. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'll take it. And with friends, it's been a little interesting. So like when I first started The Prepared Performer, I had one really good girlfriend who's still a very good friend. And she was actually going to kind of do it with me. Her husband named the business because she was going to do like the musical theater and tap side of it. We had this whole tap dancing terminology page and um, but then she kind of didn't really, it wasn't really her thing. So she just kind of didn't do it. And so at one point when things had started changing, I was on a call with her and she was like, so I don't, I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> I said, right. well, uh, you know, I I'm teaching people how to help people to market their businesses. And she said, but like, how are you qualified to do that? <laughs> so oh. I said, well, remember <laughs> like when we were sitting at my kitchen table and we decided to launch an online business and I like created the website, the prepared performer. And like, we did that. Like I've done that. I've launched an online business and I've taken so many courses and been to so many conferences and, you know, worked with so many mentors. It's basically like I have a master's in marketing now and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. She goes, Oh, so you went and got your master's. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, no, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's is funny. Very interesting. Like the mm -hmm. conventional ways that people look at stuff, you know? So now with mm. all this crazy, I'm sure you've noticed the same thing. Like 
we were just talking about earlier before we started recording that with all the changes that have happened, people are like, oh yeah, maybe I should have listened to Molly. <laughs> no. mm. Maybe I should have gotten my business online, but I'm just glad right. I can I can serve now. So it's awesome. That's great. And since we're on the subject, what what is one thing that you believe in that not a lot of other people agree with you on? I mean, this whole, we have a, a, a huge belief here, which is to stand for joy as a fierce form of activism. And mm -hmm. it's a commitment that I made years ago when there was some really horrible, violent stuff happening in the news. And I, I felt that as a mom, I didn't know how I could actually make a difference. And it was like this download that I had never received <laughs> aside from that moment where I realized mm -hmm. like every single day, I'm really helping people to be more of who they actually are and, and show up in a way that's like filled with their version of joy and recognizing that uniqueness in others. And I, there's been a couple of times where something major has happened in the world and I have, I have recognized the, the, the pain or the negativity that's going on, but also really known that for me to be the most effective, to find the good and move from that place is a thing that's going to help us to, to overcome more than anything else. And it's funny how that triggers people. Mm. You know, not everybody, mm -hmm. um, I know not everybody's capable of seeing that, but also some people get mad about it. Like, okay. You can, that's a diff, you can play in a different playground, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and it's not like being mm -hmm. a Pollyanna. It's really about being very strategic about what we're focusing on and recognizing that what we, you know, what we focus on is what grows. Right. Absolutely. All right, Molly, is there anything else that you want to share to people out there listening and maybe people who want to follow in your footsteps? Uh, yeah. So, you know, when it comes to doing video, I know people get, there's a lot of fear there. And I, I just want to say that you're not alone if you feel fear around that. There are systems and strategies that you can learn. It's a learned skill set. And there's actually, you know, hormones in our brain that are released that cause us to feel that fear. And if we can, can follow some, some simple strategies and tactics to be able to move through that and show up and serve and connect with that one-on-one -on -one person like Mr. Rogers did, you know, he spoke to one person. He said, hey, neighbor. He didn't say, hey, everybody in the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I have some like, you know, so, uh, some free strategies, uh, like a content planner and other stuff like that, if that's okay, if I share um, yeah, absolutely. a gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you go to molly.live, there's actually a video content planner. There's a training on our map to millions, which is how we hit a reach of 1 million organically. Um, our gear list. I always say if you're worried about the gear, that is the fear. But the, I know you're going to want to know what gear to use. So like that's on there too. Right. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, just know that I have so much on my Facebook page. We're doing a weekly live video. We've done it for three years. And um, there, you can get started with this right away. And the time is now. If you didn't have time to take notes for this episode, get your full text summary, notes, and links along with all of the top tips from this episode at unstoppablebusiness.com slash podcast.